Welcome to the Breaking Health Podcast, a series of discussions with the most disruptive CEOs and leaders in digital health. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Breaking Health Podcast. This is Tom Salemi here with Steve Krupa, our host, CEO of the Silos Group. Hey, Steve. Hey, Tom. How you doing? I'm doing great. We've yeah. got a, a fascinating guest today. His name, yeah. I don't know if you know him, but his name is Steve Krupa. Tough to get him on the show. It was. It was. <laughs> and we're so happy to have you, me here to have this conversation. But uh, no, it's just yeah. kind of a, it's a milestone for us because uh, when I first uh, talked you into this and we tried to figure out how exactly that happened, yeah. you wanted to know sort of how many we wanted to do in a year. And I said, well, ideally 52, one a week. Right. And you right. said, okay, let's give that a try. And last week's was number 26. So yep. happy half birthday. Thank you. I'm yeah. pretty sure I was drinking at the time I agreed to do one a week, but that's okay. It's yeah. working out okay, right? I think, I think it's turned out great. I think yeah. you're, you're getting a steady following and I think we've had some great stories on here and uh, we can go over, you know, just a high level conversation as to, yeah. as to the different guests. But what has this been like for you? As, I, don't, I imagine you haven't really uh, hosted uh, any kind of show before, have you? No. No, I, I I may have pretended to do it when I was a child or something like that, but you know, been pretend to be Johnny Carson or Rupert Pupkin or something. But I've never never thought I would be doing something like this. I think it's been it's been great. I love the companies that we are finding to talk to. I think they're they're hitting on some of the important um, ideas and and concepts for business around this intersection of computing and, and healthcare. So I. I have been enjoying the conversations very much. Well, I want to get your thoughts on healthcare, but I'm kind of curious as to the the process. Is this are we sort of witnessing the kind of conversation you would have with a prospective portfolio company or someone in the industry, or is that conversation much different than these conversations you have on the podcast? Yeah, I think I think I am trying to to duplicate the those types of conversations. I think what I'd, I'm probably leaving out of those conversations is sort of um, probing more detailed into the performance of the business because mm-hmm. I feel like, you know, from a public point of view, that's, that's sort of a private company uh, portion. But in terms of getting to know the entrepreneur, that's absolutely critical. You know, this business is about really, uh, I mean, you could boil it down to market product and team if you want to really be simplistic about it. Um, do you like the market? Do you like the product? Do you like the team? So, uh, in the podcast, I think we're, we're addressing those three issues and, um, I'll try to leave it up to the imagination of the listener as to whether or not they, they like the answers to those three issues as we talk through the business. And, and hopefully we're getting to know these entrepreneurs a little bit, not too personally, but we, we, we get some, some good insight into, into their motivations and, and, and their thoughts about how to run businesses. So that's the goal. Yeah, and, and I, I kind of uh, took an excerpt from last week's uh, uh, podcast with uh, Rangupta of Quartet and used it for the newsletter because I thought his, you had asked him, why are you doing healthcare? Why not, right. why not do something else? And I, and I thought his answer was, was representative of, of, of what we're hearing from a lot of folks, which is they really do want to do something that matters. They, they obviously want to create important companies, but they want those companies to, uh, to have a, a function that helps people one way or the other. Yeah. I, look. <clears throat> I think you can can look at technology, and I, and, I, and I would say, I would make the argument, I think other people would as well, that the, uh, the computing landscape has been used to do some, some interesting things, but in some ways, 
a lot of trite things, right? I mean, you know, I mean, when, when I think about the power of computing, the first thing, honestly, that came to my mind wouldn't be, you know, Facebook, right? It's a great site. People love it. It's, it's, an, it's part of our, the fabric of society today. But it really isn't like, you know, sending someone to the moon, for example, or, <laughs> you know, creating a great new medicine um, or, you know, inventing electric cars and things like that. So there, I, I think that people that are into computing and they say, well, I want to do something really special with my time. Uh, look at the problems in our society and, and, and healthcare probably stands out as being one of the great issues in our society from a access point of view, you know, equal access from a cost point of view, from an efficiency point of view, from a waste point of view. And if you think about technology as simply, you know, being able to do more with less, um, you know, healthcare is a great place to apply those skills if you're interested in potentially doing something very important. Uh, in the digital health, technology seems a lot more um, benign or at least uh, I cover med tech as well and med tech. Right. I love med tech, but yeah. it, for some weird reason, and we talked about this at our med tech conference last week, it has had an image problem that's getting better. Um, but it's a technology that they are technologies that are designed to make people better than they are to heal people. Yet, right. yet there's a negative sort of it's too expensive or the payers don't want it. There seems to be some kind of pall over the sector. Digital health, I think we're still very much in the honeymoon stage where everyone thinks, oh, it's great. I'll have an app in my phone and I'll lose weight or I'll, I won't be depressed anymore or fill in benefit here. It, it definitely is a honeymoon, a honeymoon period. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I think that's right. Uh, the the med tech problem is, is a problem of overuse of new technologies and overpricing of new technologies and maybe a capital equipment problem. It's expensive to to invest in if you're a hospital or a provider. Mm -hmm. um, and, you know, I would make the case that if, if you view digital health as being a all out effort to uh, solve cost inefficiency and waste problems in healthcare and it succeeds, which it better, um, then that will f open up a door to a fresh new look at medical technologies because we'll have sort of a governor in place um, with a more efficient system uh, that, that looks at costs and efficacy. And if you're building medical technologies that fit into that, that need base, um, the, the demand and the recognition for them will be, uh, will be there. In the, in the past, you know, people have built things that were sort of on the margin, okay? gotten a lot of reimbursement for them, got a lot of overuse for them, and uh, in some ways there's been a backlash against that, both from the FDA and from, uh, from uh, insurance companies and Medicare. Yeah, that's very true. Well, let, let me turn the, the, the question on you, the one that uh, you've asked other people. Why, you know, you're obviously a, a, an excellent salesman. You've been offered a job several times. Yeah. And you used to do that. And, and I, I know you've worked on Wall Street for a time too. How, how did you find your way into, into venture capital and specifically into venture, venture, healthcare venture capital? Well, I, I came, you know, I, I came to Wall Street in 1994. I, I was an engineer before business school. And when people would ask me, why are you going to business school? I said, well, I'm going to go be a venture capitalist. This was in 1992. Wow. Very much a cottage industry, right? Yeah. Yep. Back then. Um, and then sort of when I was in business school and I tried to sort of hammer away to get into the industry, I realized that unless you had like an uncle or a brother in the industry, you had, didn't have a shot really. It was just so small and, and, and so clubby. 
So I said, okay, let's go to Wall Street. And I wasn't really dying to be in healthcare or dying to be in media or telecom or anything like that. I was interested in all of those things. And I ended up, um, well, I ended up at Kidder Peabody for a few months, but that firm uh, ended up getting sold to Payne Weber. And I walked into the door in Wasserstein Perella and was put on the Aetna account. And I spent uh, two years uh, going through a strategic review with Aetna. And they transformed themselves during that period of time from a multi-line insurance company into a healthcare company. Uh, and I got to you know, do those deals with them, M&A deals, uh, for a couple of years. During that period of time, met a guy named Al Waxman, who was running a KKR portfolio company and advised him. And after he sold his company, he came in and said, come on, let's go do this venture thing together. Wow. And I, and I said, okay. And that was uh, 18 years ago. My my LinkedIn has been very active, not only because of these podcasts, but because I've got an 18-year anniversary this month. So a lot of people are stepping up and saying, hey, how did you do that for that long? But yeah, that's how I ended up here. And, and I find the industry to be extremely interesting. I, I, I find everything about healthcare to be interesting. The science, the technology, the structure of the industry. There's lots of problems to solve. There's lots of specialized knowledge. It's, it's an exciting place as a as a fan of business and, a, and, a, and, and someone that loves to look at companies and try to make them better, it's a very interesting place to, uh, to spend your time. No, I, I agree. I started writing about it in 98 when all of my friends were working at PC Week or this.com and that.com, and I, I couldn't be happier. I've never been bored writing about this industry. I'm always fascinated, not only by the technologies, but by the people putting them together, just some of the most interesting, and I, and I, and I think good people and well-intentioned people, not all yeah. of them, of course, but the majority. Sure have the best intentions. So had you given up on sort of the VC path at that point and the universe just sort of provided? You know, I thought, honestly, my long-term plan was to sort of, you know, build a reputation on Wall Street and maybe have the capability someday to make a move on my own. And I was very, you know, very young in terms of, you know, career age when, when Al uh, suggested I do that with him. I was 34 and um, <clears throat> I, I couldn't turn it down. I just was like, I, I, I said yes so fast, I can't even really remember what <laughs> the conversation was about. And it wasn't because I, I, I didn't like Wasserstein Perella. I loved it there. I loved what I was doing there as well. But to, to me, this was, was sort of where I wanted to be. And, and 18 years you've been, you've been at Silos or at this, at yeah. this effort? Yeah, 18 years at Silos. And the, everything, things have changed considerably over that time. Yeah. I think we're, we're probably around the same track. What have you... Uh, I guess what have been sort of your, your, your highlights over those 18 years? What are two or three things you could point to? Well, you know, we're proud of getting a lot of things right along the way. We certainly haven't gotten everything right by any means, but um, we invested in Lonnie Reisman, active health management, which really ushered in uh, population health. It was really the first real population health company. Mm -hmm. We sold that to Aetna. We got a chance to talk to Lonnie about his new company a couple of, a couple of months ago. Yep, yep. Um, I'm proud of an investment thesis where when Al and I would talk about what we think was necessary to, to really make healthcare a better industry, we thought uh, consumerism was critical. We invested very early in consumer-driven healthcare with a company called Affinity Health, and then later a company called Extend Health, which was a digital health insurance exchange. And it's a theme that you know, as part of our portfolio today, and it continues to resonate for us. And now there's like a huge industry around healthcare consumerism. But but back then it was sort of a, the beginning of an idea. 
that tried to combine some sort of financial incentives with awareness of health conditions and trying to engage people in their health, which is really the only way the industry is going to get any better, right? And if they're just relying on other people paying their bills. So we're, we're, we're proud of that, you know, trend. We think we were a big, a big part of that, of that trend and a lot of our best deals uh, revolve around that. So the other piece of that would be, uh, you know, the belief that we had to create a more computer-oriented infrastructure in healthcare. So if I, if I think about population health, automation, infrastructure, consumerism, these were a lot of ideas that we've explored over the last 18 years in their, in their Kitty Hawk phase, if you will, in their early phase. And, and they're still, and they're emerging today to be major themes in the digital health expansion that we're seeing. Interesting. Is it easier being a VC now when you've got so much interest in this space? You've got the Googles and other folks investing in these companies and yeah. so many companies coming around, uh, or is it, is it more difficult? I mean, because there is so much, I don't want to say noise, but there's so much activity going on. Is it, is it, was it easier to find the better deals when you were like third or fourth on the, uh, on the pecking order when it comes to healthcare, venture capital, healthcare, mm -hmm. IT and services were way below biopharma and medtech for a long, long time. Yeah. Um, so I would say a couple of things. I think today, a couple of the key questions are easy to answer. Um, one, you know, the engineering question is usually pretty easy to answer. You can build most of what you want to build for the most part. I mean, there's issues with getting data. Um, you can attract really good people today. So that's exciting. The engineering is there. The people are there. Um, the tougher question is sort of the, you know, what is the secret? Okay. So active health was easy. Our secret was we were the first people to think about analyzing a population of claims data and finding medical errors and alerting people of the error, right? That was the idea. And if you were the first one to think about that and do it, you had your secret, you had your competitive positioning. As we're learning, I think from the podcasts, we see a lot of ideas that start to overlap, right? You know, I'll just take an example. Uh, you know, I think you could say that uh, Teladoc and Zipnosis and Pager have sort of an overlapping mm -hmm. essence to them. And so of those three companies, you know, maybe each of them will find their own, you know, quote, quote, secret sauce or secret. Um, but, but what they're doing is comp they're already competitive and they're a startup, right? So I think it's, it's easier from a standpoint of is there's a lot of activity, there's a lot of deals. I think it's harder from the standpoint of f finding that, that uniqueness that makes a startup superb. Is there a difference in companies that you mentioned those three and those will all have some sort of. By the way, Tom, three companies that are very interesting to anybody. I, you know, none of that was intended to sort of criticize any of the three, but just pointing out that they sort of overlap in their own. Oh, absolutely. I mean, we would not, yeah. we would not have uninteresting companies <laughs> on this spot. No, they're all very impressive and they all yeah. are coming at it with different perspectives. And there's probably room for many players in this space. I mean, there's not going to be just one. Especially, I guess I was going to, with, the, with those companies, they're all touching the patients, a.k.a. the consumers. Uh, is, it, is it easy? Can you still invest in sort of a, a back office sort of company that doesn't touch the patient consumers these days? Or, or is, is uh, healthcare becoming so flat that whatever company you invest in has to have some components that touch payers, providers, patients, everybody? No, I, th I think there is a, there is a, 
there's a desperate need for great and great digital infrastructure. And that, that infrastructure does, has to be an enabler for a lot of the services and applications that we think about. Um, but it doesn't necessarily have to directly touch the patients or the payers mm-hmm. or the providers. Uh, well, it has to touch at least one of them. Um, and that infrastructure the, uh, enabling, uh, communication or enabling you know, the automation of claims, for example, the automation of electronic health records, um, more productivity for certain portions of the healthcare infrastructure and more digitization of that activity uh, is, is only going to really make uh, some of these ideas work better. I think a lot of these companies, their first, the first problem they have to solve is how do I get the information I need to deliver the service that I want to deliver, right? And uh, unlike, I think, a lot of other industries, the most substantial, I would say, is media. There's a lot of digital information out there and sort of the TV, movie, music business, right? So you can create all kinds of services around that information. If you, if you think that's available in healthcare, it's not. Mm-hmm. It's not anywhere near available. So the infrastructure companies are important. And I'd like to see you know, better, more innovative infrastructure companies come our way too. Uh, very much so. Any deals that you uh, turned down in your in your career that uh, you regret? Yeah, there's a there's a saying in this business that <laughs> you never look back; you only look forward. <laughs> That's so looking back would make you sad, or <laughs> um, well, you know, it's funny. Something that looks overpriced today and but then grows at a hundred percent for five years mm-hmm. isn't so overpriced anymore, right? That's so a great point. Um, it, it's, it's, it's tricky, but, but, um, <clears throat> I, I can't think of anything that I've lost sleep over or really lament that significantly. Um, I think we may have had a look, I remember looking at Athena health when it was a very young company. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm not sure that we would have gotten into that deal if we wanted to. So I wouldn't say I, you know, we could have, but I remember seeing it, uh, you know, at a, and doing nothing about it. And I probably wish I would have, right. At least try. <laughs> uh, I'm, sure, I'm sure you're not alone in that one. That was got quite an interesting history. Yeah, it's taking yeah. a lot of different turns. So, where is Silos now? What, what are you What are you up to? So we're looking. Uh, we're looking to invest in new companies. We're pretty. Uh, we're we're uh, we've got a nice portfolio. A, a very what we're very active with, and uh, you know we're on the march, looking for the best deals that we can find. Um, hopefully, uh, we'll start, uh, making some new investments here towards the end of the year. And I'll ask the question we always ask at the, at the, uh, conferences, what, how does someone get Silos's attention? What, what are the good things they can do? And, and what are some of the mistakes? Well, I, 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 you know, I think we'll, we'll pay attention to anything interesting. So it, you know, I think, I think we're good about responding to LinkedIn. I think we're good about responding to emails and, and, and submissions. Um, we may not always take the meeting because there's a lot of volume that comes through. Mm-hmm. Um, you can certainly be on the breaking health podcast. That'll get everybody's attention for sure. <laughs> for sure. Um, I don't, I, I, I don't think that you can make a mistake in trying to get us at least to, to pay attention to you unless you did something illegal. Um, you know, we're always interested in, in, uh, in, in great ideas and they're very, very open-minded and look forward to hearing people out. I'm sure that, uh, that's going to make you a popular person. <laughs> well, 
Listen, More you learn every, every time I every time I meet an entrepreneur, and you know, you know, the numbers are 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 big. I, I remember going into, and I don't remember the number, but he had a, he sort of had a a poster up and said even Babe Ruth, you know, Babe Ruth struck out some huge amount of times, mm-hmm. right? Greatest home run hitter in the world, and it's very difficult to to as an entrepreneur to, to raise that money to get that that VC to 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 go forward with you. Um, but what I would say is I learn something uh, in every meeting when I, when I meet an entrepreneur and I, I have a, a belief system that I should try to give something back in that meeting. So even if I don't invest in the company because it's too early or it's not quite what we're interested in, I'm interested in learning what they're doing and I'm more than willing to provide feedback on, on where they're headed as, as sort of part of that process. And, and hopefully people appreciate that. That's, I, I, I raise money for a living too. And hopefully that provides, you know, a nice sort of ecosystem where you're, you're at least learning through the process. And what have you learned from, uh, from doing the podcast? Like, as we said, you've done 26, you've talked to a lot of different companies. Um, any, any, anything doing this that has surprised you or, uh, that you're just glad you benefited from? I think, I think I'm, um, I'm going to tell you that I, I, I like to think that I'm imagining what these companies can be and the, and the types of businesses that are out there. But I've, I have to say we've had Healthify stands out as a company that I just hadn't thought of. And I, and, and I explain it to people and, and they tell me I should have thought about it already. So you know, maybe I just had a brain lock in that particular area. I just love what that company is doing. I really want them to be successful. I mean, they're very early stage right now. But the, the whole idea of being able to sort of link healthcare to the poor and services for the poor to me didn't, you know, it didn't occur to me. Mm-hmm. It makes total sense, but using the cloud to do it, I think was pretty cool. And every now and then, you know, we have a company come on where I'm just like, yeah, I hadn't really thought of that. That's a good idea. And, and that's, that's, that's very rewarding. You know, when we find that. Yeah, that was one of my favorites as well. I, I think it really appeals to kind of, again, writing about healthcare, you hope you're doing some good. Those folks have the potential to do some real immediate direct good to folks who absolutely need it. So that was a great yeah, one. And, you know, paratherapeutics, the idea of getting an FDA uh, label mm-hmm. for a digital game to help somebody um, get off their addiction problem or substance use problem uh, disorder. I think that's awesome. It hadn't occurred to me that you could do that. You know what I mean? Yep, for sure. So, you know, and I'd like to see more of that because, I mean, so much of um, healthcare is behavior modification, behavior change modification. And if you can, if you can throw some data in, in front of uh, people that says, hey, if you do this, you know, we've got a very good chance of curing you uh, and you don't have to take a pill. That's cool. That's really, that's really special. Those, those deals. Absolutely. What kind of feedback are you getting from folks about the podcast? You know, I, I, it's interesting. They, the, if, when people uh, talk to me about the podcast, they, they think that we're onto something. They think that we're, uh, we're taking a nice approach uh, with the conversations and we're getting in, in deep. It's not, they're not too long, but they're a little bit longer than maybe we had planned they would be when we started to get started this. Um, and they think they, they sort of come out of it with a, with a greater understanding of what's possible in healthcare if they're not healthcare entrepreneurs or VCs. And if they're healthcare entrepreneurs and VCs, I think they get a good sense for um, where these companies are going and why they might be interesting investments. So I've got gotten positive feedback on all the programming we put out there so far. 
That's great. Well, I'm always gratified when we're reaching out to potential guests and we send them a link to the podcast. They usually get right back to us and say, sounds great. Yeah. Love to be on it. And we should say right out here, you know, if, if anyone does want to be a guest in the podcast, they can email me at tom at healthogy.com. And that's the word health followed by E-G-Y. Just send me an email and uh, we'll, uh, we'll begin the process to see if it's a good fit. Uh, any, I don't know, any final words in terms of where, where we'd like to go next with the, with the podcast? Uh, I know you're a busy man. You're out raising money and, and looking at companies. But uh, Yeah. So I, I would say that, you know, we're, we're thinking about it as, you know, the digital, as digital health being a, a, a transitional word or a traditional focus, a transitional focus. In, you know, five or six years, we won't be using the word digital health. We'll be using the word health and the digital infrastructure and the digital systems will just be part of health, much in the same way they are in the banking and e-commerce and media industry today, right? We don't really say digital banking that much, I don't think. Uh, but we recognize we can perform all of our transactions in a digital uh, way. And and so in order for us to get make that transition, uh, you know, I think about Big data, pop health, connected health, consumer engagement, infrastructure, and automation. We've explored those topics, I think, really nicely so far. And based on the list that I know we have put together of, of guests we're trying to get on the show, you know, we'll, we'll continue to dig into you know, those, those four big areas of digital health uh, on, on, on shows to come. And, and this podcast is affiliated with the company Healthogy that puts on the Digital Healthcare Innovation Summit in Boston. It's coming up on November 1st. And it's a, we have considered a name change for that for that reason you stated. We haven't come up with, with one yet, but why don't you, uh, you did come up with a name for Breaking Health for the podcast, and I, <laughs> I borrowed it for the newsletter. So yeah. uh, give us, uh, where did, what was the inspiration of that and the, and the meaning behind Breaking Health? Yeah, so, I, you know, I think what would we, uh, we think about this, this, um, this saying, you know, break, build, repeat, right? It's sort of the venture capital slogan. Uh, my friends at First Round Capital, actually Howard Morgan gives out t-shirts with that slogan on it. And as I was trying to think of a, of a name, I said, well, breaking health. I mean, it, makes, it, says, it says a lot. It tells you what's going on. It tells you what digital health is supposed to be doing as a starting point, which is sort of breaking something and, and rebuilding it back up and making it better. Um, and, our, and the thought was that we w- would capture a lot of, of what we were trying to accomplish with this program. And that was probably our first and only fight because I didn't like it at first, but uh, <laughs> I, came, I, I came around. I don't think it was a fight. <laughs> <laughs> no, maybe. You, know, you didn't have a better name. <laughs> like, okay, Tom, you come up with something. I got it. That. <laughs> That's well, it's my worked idea. worked out great. I love it now. It's a yeah, good yeah. name. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, and uh, I've, I've enjoyed working with you. This isn't one of those fake... Uh, show business relationships that we uh we we complain about each other off air this has uh, been great to get to know you and uh the former friendship and we're gonna have to hit a baseball game sometime soon either at fenway or yankee stadium yeah well i'm happy to do that i'm i'm happy to do it when the two teams are playing each other yeah. and i will wear a yankee hat in boston and i will okay. wear one uh, a boston hat in new york I promise. okay i've done it before you folks aren't as bad as uh, as people make you out to be <laughs> It's the Met fans that are trouble. <laughs> <laughs> That's a fair point. We can agree on that. Steve, it's a pleasure uh, working on you with this, and uh, I'm glad we had some chance to focus on uh, on this effort because it is a lot of work. You're putting a lot of work into this, and I and I appreciate it very much. Uh, I can't uh, can't tell you how grateful I am to have someone who's 
covered the industry for this long, conduct these interviews because I think you're really drilling down and, and getting at the issues that need to be uh, discussed in this kind of format. My pleasure. I'm enjoying it as well. Well, thanks again, Steve Krupa, not only for being our host of the Breaking Health podcast, but also for being the guest today. Great uh, hearing about your your journey to VC, and uh, glad it led you here to uh, help us out with this podcast. Doing a fantastic job, and we are very grateful. I hope you uh, all enjoyed uh, this visit with Steve, and uh, tune in next week for another tale of innovation. Also, as I mentioned in the podcast, uh, this uh, this podcast is affiliated with the Digital Healthcare Innovation Summit, and that will be happening on November 2nd in Boston. So circle that day on the calendar. Keep an eye out on uh, healthagy.com. That's the word health, followed by the letters egy.com for details about that event. And we will look forward to seeing you in Boston. <laughs>